Good morning. How are you? Can I say Happy New Year? You guys eager for 2023? Or just eager for 2022 to be over? We get a new year. Isn't that cool? We get a new morning. We get a new year. We get a new day. We always get something new. And I'm happy for a new year. Anybody else with me? Come on. Let's have a, let's have a good... You ready for a good new year, right? So this, this year, we'll be making plans and dreams and goals. Is anyone one of those kind of like, let's set goals for the year? Anybody do that? Oh, well, you should. You got to make some plans for the year. How, you've already made plans. You don't think of them as goals, but you made plans. Haven't you wanna, how many of you decided you want to go on vacation this year? That's a plan, isn't it? All right. How many of you decided that you have a job this year? That's a plan. You're going to go to work, right? So we do make plans. We do make goals. We have dreams. We have things that we want to do. And, uh, you know, normally it's, it's really common for us to kind of kick off with this big, like, let's make plans and goals and dreams kind of thing. Um, and as I've been thinking about that, you know, coming out of the end of last year and coming into this year, I really feel that God has been asking me to, to just remember some other things first, some goals maybe that we don't normally think about. And um, I want to kind of walk us through these next three or four weeks about a new series that I'm calling The Beauty and Wonder of Life. Can you say that with me? The Beauty and Wonder of Life. It's really interesting to think about what, what we do in our lives, how we kind of crank through our lives moment after moment, and we go from one thing to the next, and we're constantly on the go, and we're constantly moving. And what, what I want to do is I just want to help us think about having a new perspective for this year, a new mindset. Instead of just another goal or another dream or another thing we want to achieve, right? We're achievers, aren't we? I want to have, I want to build, I want to earn, I want to get, I want to do, is to, is to think about a, a new mindset. Are you guys open to talk about that at least with me? Can we talk about a new perspective this year? A new mindset this year? Um, a new way of thinking, a new way of approaching something, a new way of looking at our lives, a new way of looking at the world around us. And I really feel like uh, this can be a really great time. So this, this message today is called Eager for Every Moment, all right? We're going to also talk about a couple other things. I'll give you the titles if you want. We're going to talk about the majesty of God. We're going to talk about this land is my land. We're going to talk about my family is my dream. We're going to talk about a bunch of great things over the next coming weeks. But today we're going to talk about eager for every moment. Let's say that out loud because I'm just one of those kind of people. So can you do that with me? Say eager for every moment. I want you to turn to the person next to you and say, are you eager for every moment of 2023? Are you ready? Are you eager? What's eager mean? Are you excited? Are you looking for it? Are you looking forward to it? Or are you like, ah, right? Sometimes we're not very eager for certain moments in our life. But how many of you are eager for some moments in your life, right? There's some things you get really excited for. How many of you are eager for Christmas? Some of you are not because it's hard, and I get that, but... Some of you are really excited about it, and uh, we're eager for certain things to happen, for the next thing to happen in our lives, and what God has really been encouraging me is to think about each moment. What am I going to approach that moment with, right? What attitude, what perspective, what mindset am I going to approach each moment of my life with? Because my attitude is going to affect that moment. How many of you guys have realized that in your life? Your attitude will affect the outcome of every moment that you have and uh, your perspective, your mindset, what you think about what's coming. 
Have you ever have you ever had that kind of experience where you're expecting something to be kind of difficult and you go into it and it's actually not, but you're expecting it. So you're kind of like, no, I know this is going to be hard and it's not and I'm waiting for it to be. And, and then suddenly it takes a while for you to realize, no, actually, this is actually really nice. And I need to kind of like change the way I'm approaching it. I need to change my perspective and see it for what it is. And I feel like sometimes we can do that in our lives. Let's look at the Bible. In Ecclesiastes chapter 8, verse 15, it says, So I commend the enjoyment of life, because there's nothing better for a person under the sun than to eat and drink and be glad. Then joy will accompany them in their toil all the days of their life, uh, all the days of the life God has given them under the sun. And just a couple quick things out of that scripture as we, as we move into this. Is just If you think about it, it definitely says, let's enjoy our lives, right? Say it with me. Enjoy my life. God wants you to enjoy your life. He wants you to enjoy being alive. That doesn't mean every moment's super fun, but he wants us to have enjoyment in our life, right? Because we're going to eat and drink and be glad, right? How many of you ate and drink and be glad a little too much at the end of 2022 like me? Now we need to eat and drink, a little less, but be glad about it, right? Eat, drink, be glad. And then it says what? Joy will go with you. Do you want to have joy, the joy of the Lord with you everywhere you go, right? It's about enjoying your life. And it talks about as you work, so of course, as you toil, so you are going to have to work hard. This isn't like a, a, a free thing. You've got to work. But can you enjoy the work that you're doing? Can you enjoy what you're doing in your life, even the things that are taking effort, Right? that God has given you. And just a reminder that God has given you your life. He's given it to you to do things. You have a purpose, but to enjoy your purpose, to enjoy what God has given you. And uh, we want to enjoy our lives. God wants us to enjoy it as we work, as we live out the purpose for which we were born, right? For which God created us, but he wants us to enjoy every moment. You know, personally, God has been encouraging me to stop and just look around and enjoy the moment. Uh, even right now in church, Right? How many of you ever just stop and look around and enjoy being in church? You know, there are people around the world who would dream, literally die, to be in church. And you get to just come. Isn't that cool? If we take a moment and just think about it, it can actually really impact us. But if we just crank through another Sunday, Sunday morning right, and not even think about it, it doesn't have a chance to impact us. But if we stop and we, we look, right, to look at the beauty and the wonder of life, I mean, you know, as you stop and you look around, I mean, aren't these lights beautiful? Right, we left our wreaths up from Christmas, but aren't they beautiful? <laughs> these speakers, you know, somebody built these things, and they're really cool. I'm an audio guy, so I geek out about this kind of stuff. That camera, I mean, most, most of history never got to use a camera, right? The, the cell phone you have in your pocket is profoundly amazing engineering. <laughs> There's such beauty and wonder in the clothes that you've made. Somebody somewhere stitched those together so that you could wear them. The chair that you're sitting in, the carpet that got laid, somebody put, you know, it's like what, somebody is at some power plant right now making sure we have electricity. Isn't that just wonderful? If you just stop and start thinking about the layers and layers of what we get to live that we just never think about, it's actually pretty wonderful, isn't it? <laughs> When you just start to kind of allow yourself to be amazed at it, you know, of what we kind of, we, not only do we take it for granted, is I think sometimes we kind of just like disregard it, you know, like, ah, it's, it's, a, it's an expectation. I have a right. I have a right to electricity. Most of the world 
not living that right, you know? And we just, we have so many great things that I think sometimes we can just miss. And God is just encouraging me, just in my stress and my busyness, and I have a busy, busy life. And I have a lot of opportunities for stress. And it's very easy for me to go from A to B. And it's not about the journey, it's about getting to where I'm going. And just miss the fact that I'm driving by a beautiful beach. Or I get to drive through Santa Maria. I mean, some of you grew up in Santa Maria and you're like, ah, Santa Maria, you know, but there's some beautiful things in Santa Maria. You know what? There's some beautiful people in Santa Maria. There's some beautiful people in this church that you might walk right by instead of looking them in the eyes and going, wow, what a creation that God had created standing right here in front of us, right? This beautiful person, this amazing person who has deep dreams and, and, and passion and heart and hopes and, and love and all kinds of amazing things. And we're like, ah, another person, get out of my way, you know? move over, slow person, that's me, that's usually, if someone honks behind you because it's going too fast, it's probably me, I apologize, get out of my way, I gotta go to church, right, what's, what are we doing, right, we miss the beauty and the wonder of, of what we're doing, right, we get hurried, we forget to enjoy it, and when we do that, life becomes kind of stale sometimes, right, we can let it become stale if we, if we forget, right, we can drive by beautiful things and miss it, right, we can wake up next to the person of our dreams, and kind of ignore them. I mean, think about something. You pray for someone. You pray. You work together in a relationship. You get married. You weep. You cry. You stand before people. and You say, I do. Right? And then, you know, and then you can kind of wake up next to them just kind of like, oh, get out of bed, you know, and forget. Wow, wow. This, you go to, you know, when I go to bed, my wife is next to me. She's the most beautiful person. And we get to be in the same home, and our children are in the rooms next to us. They're supposed to be asleep, and they're not. And I'm frustrated with them, but they're so beautiful and amazing and wonderful people. Are you guys tracking with me? Just think about how amazing these things are that we just kind of forget. Sometimes our jobs, too, you know, it's like we pray for this. God, I need money. I need to work. I need to provide for my family. I need food. And then we go to job, and we're like, I hate being here. Oh, this is the worst thing ever. All oh, these people are horrible, and everything's horrible, and what I do is, and, and, and you're laughing because you identify, <laughs> and we can just forget to enjoy, to just enjoy what, we're, what we get to do and the things that we do, and I promise you, when, when you enjoy it, this sounds kind of like a trick, I don't mean it as a trick, but when you enjoy it, you enjoy it. <laughs> when you enjoy it more, you enjoy it more, right? And I want to encourage you, as God's encouraging us, to enjoy it more. Because also sometimes we can come before God and we can be like, is someone going to save me from my sins? Is someone going to save me from my wrongdoing? And Jesus shows up in our life and says, I'm here to save you, right? And then sometime we get a little stale and we can go before God and be like, God, what do you want from me now? Right? Instead of being like, God, I'm so grateful for the life you've given me, that I get a second chance again and again and again and again, that you love me, that you died for me, that you gave your life for me, that I could live in your presence. And we can even come to church and be like, all right, you know, when are we going to get out? You know, let's move on. This is not my favorite song or whatever. You know, we kind of get caught up in the stuff instead of just living in the beauty and the wonder of it, of who God is and what he's done in our life. And we want to remember that. Does anyone want to remember that with me this year? I want to have a mindset I want to have a perspective that remembers the beauty and the wonder of things. I want to change my mind. I'll be honest, I can be a little judging and critical, critical sometimes. Anyone else? You know what I've found in me? I'll be honest. You guys don't have to be honest because I have the microphone. I'll be honest. I've found that it's because I get a little jealous, right, sometimes. 
We, don't we do that? We compare ourselves to others? We compare. And it's interesting, I was thinking about this, that that's actually one of the Ten Commandments, right? Do not covet. We always think about it, do not covet your neighbor's wife, it says, but it also says, or any of their possessions, right? And it gives you a list of things, right? Do not covet anything. Do not compare. Do not think. And I th- we, we often think that, you know, it's like, okay, there's a billionaires in the world. What's wrong with me? You know, or that person got a new car. What's wrong with my life? You know, or that person has something nice. What am I doing wrong? You know, we, we, get, we get jealous, don't we? We get a little bit kind of like that eye for whatever someone else has. And instead of living in the fullness of what we do have and the joy of what we do have, and we want to remember that. We want to remember that kind of mindset. We want to have a new mindset. You know, life can be really exciting also. Like, life can be stale if you let it, but life can be exciting if we let it too, right? You can have a really exciting 2023. Did you know that? Sometimes we forget that. Sometimes we wake up in the morning and be like, oh, I gotta do this, gotta do that, gotta do this, gotta do this. Like, you can wake up and be like, oh, I've got an exciting day. Come on, let's go. You know, I'm gonna go help my kids get out of bed. That's exciting. <laughs> it's an adventure every time. <laughs> all, right, all the parents are like, amen. <laughs> you know, I was thinking about Santa Maria and about, what is there, like 100,000 people in Santa Maria? Does anyone know? Is it 150,000? What, what do you guys? 108,000. That's a good number. <laughs> let's, say, let's just say 100,000 for now just because it's an easier number to say. So if you think there's 100,000 people in Santa Maria, and right now you're one of them, raise your hand. Say, I'm in Santa Maria. I want you to think about the billions of people in the world who are jealous of you who would love how much money you have, who would love a wife or a husband or a girlfriend or a kid, a child, right? Who would love to live in this kind of safety, who would love to live in this kind of place. You have something amazing in the history of history, right? Don't forget it. Don't forget that. You have something amazing. Your life, your life. Say it, my life. Is amazing. It's amazing, you know, and sometimes we think about, you know, someone else's, it's like your car, there is someone who, if they had your car, would be like, oh my God, this is amazing. If they got your car today, they would cry and be like, oh, this is the most amazing thing I've ever had in my life. And yet sometimes we get in our car and be like, ah, this old clunker, right? <laughs> do you ever do that? <laughs> you know, we think like that, don't we? I need something new. But instead of, what about your house where you live? There are millions of people who would walk into your home and be like, I get to live here, right? Like it would shake them to their core, you know, about what you have, what you get to do, your your, your life, your family, whatever. You get what I mean, right? You get the point. And I want to encourage you to be that person, (laughs) to walk into your life today. When you get in your car after church today, be like, thank you, God, for this. When you go home, right, to be like, thank you, God, for this, right? When you, when you have your, your family with you, be like, thank you, God, for this, <laughs> right? It's a different perspective. It's a different mindset. That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying, right? You get, you get it? I'm saying it's a different mindset. It's a different way of thinking. It's a different way of living that 
then maybe our culture really appreciates, you know? Maybe we haven't appreciated it. Maybe we do it sometimes, right? But sometimes we forget. Let's remember to do it. Amazing, amazing gift, isn't it? Each moment of this year can never be repeated. Every moment, every moment. I want to help you be eager for every moment because every moment of this year is a one-time chance. And then it's over, right? And, you know, that used to, like, freak me out a little bit, like, ah, but don't be freaked out about it. Just enjoy it. You know, enjoy every moment the best you can. Sometimes we forget, you know, oh, I'm not, okay, get my mindset back in the right place, right? Get my mindset, get my thinking, get my perspective, get my view back in the right, I'm going to enjoy this moment. And the more we do it, the more moments we'll enjoy, the more moments we have. I remember just kind of a little story out of my life uh, last year or two. My kids, we have four children, and they go to school in Oro Grande. And so we live in Napomo, and we've got to drive them to school, right? How are they going to get to school? They go to a private school. There's no bus. There's no nothing. There's us. We're the bus. We take them there. And uh, I remember, you know, like my wife used to take them, and then she got a job working at the school. Her hours kind of shifted, and suddenly it was on me. I had to take my kids every morning to school, and I was really bummed about it. I was like, this sucks, <laughs> I was like, I got to get up. I work in Napomo. I live in Napomo. I got to drive to five cities. It takes, it takes about an hour. I, you know, it, you, you think like, well, it's not that far away. You only got four kids. It takes about an hour. You got to get them out and get them in there. You got to get them there. You got to go. You got to do this, and I'm like, I got to get there, and I got to come back, and then go to work, and it just kind of like was a drag on my day. That's kind of like petty. That's the first world problem, right? Okay, I get it, you know, but I was bummed about it. What do you do when you just get bummed about something, right? I'm like, no, I got to take them every day of the week. I love you, honey. By the way, I'll jump to the end of the story. Now my daughter has her driver's license, and she takes all four of the kids to school every day, almost every day. <laughs> So I was in this moment where I was just kind of like on my way back from dropping them off, and I was just kind of grumbling. Does anyone drive down the road just kind of grumble? And I was just kind of like, I was having a grumbling moment, and I was feeling super sorry for myself, and I was going for it, man. I was having the best bad moment of the day. And, and I just felt like the Lord just said to me, what is your problem? These four children that you love, that you're taking them to this great school, and you can't even look around you and see what amazing things you have. He said, you love, you know, God kind of just speaks to your thoughts sometimes, just thinking and all, the, all this, and God's like, you love the beach. It's like your favorite thing. In fact, you moved to San Luis Obispo originally because there was a beach. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> You're driving your kids five minutes from the beach. And you can't even stop and go look and enjoy one of your most favorite things. You're going to instead turn around and grumble your whole way back to Napomo. And I was like, I am an idiot, right? <laughs> it impacted me. And suddenly I thought, you know what? I'm going to change what I do, right? So I'd start driving my kids, and I would go for five minutes and just go to the beach. And I'd go walk out on the pier. I had, you know, I've had this long knee injury, and I just, I couldn't walk much, but I'm walking out of the pier, and I'm like, ah, oh, my knee hurts. I'm like, God's like, come on, dude. And I'm like, no, no, I'm happy. <laughs> I'm walk, I would walk out on the pier. I used to surf a lot, and I would just walk, just five minutes, right? And I started doing that every time I took my kids to school, and it just started changing my whole perspective on so many things. 
Because instead of just driving around, there's, there's the beach, the thing that I love. I love beach. But I'm going to drive right by it and not even think about it. I go, maybe I should just stop and just enjoy it. And, and then it started making me thinking about enjoying driving with my kids to school, right? And talking to them about their lives and praying with them and, and discussing things with them and, and enjoying the moment with them. And now it's like my daughter's driving them, and I'm kind of like, well, I kind of miss it, <laughs> Right? I kind of I haven't been to the beach in a while now. And I haven't got, to, you know, had that time in the morning with my kids. And you know what? I would have missed all those opportunities if I hadn't have changed my perspective. If I hadn't have changed my mindset, I would have missed what two years or whatever of driving my kids to school, which has turned out to be a really special time that now I miss, right? Isn't that ironic that we can do that? Do you identify at all with that story? There's some things in our lives that we can just kind of I was complaining about it instead of just enjoying it. And God wants us to be eager for every moment that we can enjoy it. So I'm just going to talk about four quick areas that I want to encourage you to be eager for. Four moments that you're going to have during this. You're going to have lots of these moments. Four categories. You're going to have lots of moments this year. And I want to encourage you to think about a new perspective and a new mindset and what you can do to create enjoyment in the middle of it. Is that cool? You guys with me? All right. So the first one is each moment with God. Say it out loud. Come on, let's do it. I'm that guy. Say it. Each moment with God. Each moment with God. I want to encourage you to be eager and to enjoy each chance you have to have a moment with God. Right? Now, that can be all kinds of things. Of course, prayer. I would encourage you to learn how to have a prayer life and to have eager eagerness in your life for each moment that you get to go pray with God. You know? Excuse me. Sometimes prayer can be a little bit of like, oh, I got to fit this in or I got to create something new in my life, but start getting up in the morning a little earlier, right? Just get up a little earlier and, and be eager to pray and just to talk to God about what's going on in your life. And I promise you, your life will change. It'll be an amazing different year if you just are eager to come and meet with God. Of course, when you come to worship, you know, at church or at cell groups or at worship nights or different things we're doing or on your own personally, I want to encourage you to be eager to go and worship God and just stand before God and declare to him the praises of who he is and how wonderful he is. I promise you that will change your perspective on life and so many things as you worship God and tell him for who he is. You know, it's funny when you worship God and you get used to telling him how great he is, you also get used to telling people how great they are and they like being around you a lot more. It's really interesting when you learn how to be someone who just tells people good things as opposed to just the critical things, right? It's telling people how wonderful things are and telling God how wonderful they are. When you come to church, you know we only have 51 or 50 or 51 more Sundays in the year, right? That's all we have left, right? I want to encourage you to be eager for each one you come. You know, church is a lot more fun when everyone is eager to be here. Have you ever been in those kind of moments? Like some days we have days where everyone's like, woohoo, and some days we have days where everyone's like, ooh, what happened? It's so much more fun when we're all eager to be here. We're all really encouraged and pumped to be here. Your cell groups, the small groups that we have, and things like that that you're involved in, be really eager to come. Come excited. Come ready. Come eager. Come willing to be a part and to engage and to give. Psalms chapter 42, verse 1 and 2 says, As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I go meet with God? And I think that's a cool question, right? I want to encourage you to put that question in your life. When do I get to go meet with God? 
When can I go meet with him personally? Develop a deep personal relationship with God, absolutely. And when do I get to go to church? When do I get to be there? When do I get to go to cell group? When do I get to go worship? When do I get to go pray? When do I get to go be with God? Is a wonderful thing. If you have that perspective, I promise you, your year will have a different year with God. Number two is each moment with people. Say it out loud with me, ready? Each moment with people. You're gonna have lots of moments. I was, I was listening to some statistics last year, and they were saying it was kind of a way of thinking about your family, and especially people who are maybe older in your family. They think, okay, if you see these people, maybe two or three or four times a year, maybe once a year, maybe once every other year, and you count up how many years they have left to live, you may only see them four or five more times, right? Or your kids, you know, my wife always throws these stats out. It's like, oh, it's a year and a half until our daughter graduates high school, and, you know, she starts crying. We all start crying. You know, all these kinds of things. Like, you only have a certain few moments, right? You only have a certain few moments with each other. Right? And then in your home, the kinds, you know, we're so busy that the times that we have in a day, you maybe only have a couple of times a week where you really get to connect. And in those moments, we've got to take advantage of them. You have to take advantage of those moments. Otherwise, they're gone, just like that. You have to take advantage of them. You got to grab a hold of them. You got to use them as best you can. I, I have this thing that I've, I made a decision about 10 years ago that I'm going to have a moment with every person in my family every day. Even if it's a small moment or a big moment, I have to have a moment with every one of them, right? And we don't, I don't always get there, but it's my goal, and we try to, and we almost always do, is to have a moment with each other where we look in each other's eyes and we know, hey, we just had a moment, right? Try to have something, right, with each person. Think about your friends. Some of your friends, <clears throat> you know, our friends, we can go distant, and it's just as easy as give them a text, you know, or give them a phone call or, or something, reaching out to people, our family, you know, our leaders, sometimes, you know, we have leaders in the church or in our businesses or places where we can kind of like resent it a little bit. It's like, oh, stop talking to me, you know, or things. Instead of just being so grateful for what God's given us, people who care about us, friends and family and, and leaders in the church who care about us, instead of being really open, you know, we can kind of be like, oh, you know, it's like, no, open and be glad and be grateful for what God's given us. Because, you know, again, it's like that thing. So many people don't, and we do. Teachers, neighbors, Right? Reaching out to our neighbors and being friends. This isn't in the Bible, but it's an interesting quote I like. It says, our loved ones make the moments we carry with us for a lifetime. I don't know who said that. I hope it wasn't someone bad who said that, but I like the quote. Our loved ones make the moments we carry with us for a lifetime. And we've got to make moments. I like that idea, don't you? We've got to make moments. Think about that. Think about creating moments. Creating moments with people, right? Find your brother or your sister and create a moment with them. Find your spouse and create a moment. Find your kids and create a moment with them. You can be a moment creator. Say that with me, a moment creator. <laughs> you, can, you can be really creative about it, but create a moment with people. Don't let those moments disappear. Be intentional. And to encourage you to look at people with a new loving eyes because 2022 is over for them too, and all of them are new, just like you are new. And each one of them have a new year and I want to encourage you to look at everybody with new eyes and love them the way that God looks at you. Wouldn't you want God to look at you with new loving eyes? Well, he does that. Let's have his eyes and look at people with new loving eyes. Number three, each moment. So it was, it was uh, each moment with God, each moment with people, and each moment that we see beauty. I want to encourage you to take a moment 
at each moment that you see something beautiful and engage with it, think about it, drink it. And I, now, I'm not saying go stare at girls, guys. That's not what I'm saying. Don't do that. That's not the kind of thing, right? Beauty is something that is appropriate and beautiful that's in front of you, right? Something, a, a sunset. Just take a moment and look at the sunset. Walk out in the dark and look at the stars, right? It's incredible. Go find a really dark place away from the city and look up at the stars and be like, oh, I didn't know all the stars were there, right? It's incredible. Find the Milky Way. Have you ever seen them? If you haven't seen the Milky Way, you got to go someplace where it's dark where you can see it. And you're like, oh, that's why they call it that, right? It's incredible just to look at something beautiful. Look, I don't know, what, whatever you find that you can just go and drink in and find. Every day if you find something beautiful and you engage with it, it'll change your life. If you just, you know, I'm an engineer, I'm an electrical engineer, and I find beauty in all kinds of crazy things, like guitars and things like that. I could sit there and look at a guitar. We were looking at guitars here. I could sit and look at a guitar for an hour. You know, it's like, wow, it's so beautiful. Look at this. Look at the sound it makes. You know, and to be able just to take those moments and do that, it changes your heart, doesn't it? Because you're engaged with beauty. God created beauty to inspire you, right? To excite you, to give you hope and, and look in your own eyes and find beauty in your own eyes. That's something I always encourage people to do, right? The sun and the rain and rainbows. Rainbows are my, one of my favorite things. I look at rainbows, I just say, the promises of God, right? The promises of God. Whenever I see a rainbow, I stop and go like, God loves us, right? All kinds of things that we can find that are beautiful. Philippians chapter four, verse eight says, and now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. And if we fill our minds with garbage in, garbage out, or if we fill our minds with the purity and the beauty of life, we begin to love our lives. We begin to love the things around us. It's a really amazing thing, and we enjoy our lives more. Number four, each moment, look, be eager for each moment that we feel proud and confident. And I want to encourage you with this personally, is to really cherish moments to feel proud about being you, to really engage with those moments. A moment that you do something well I want to encourage you to stop and be like, I just did that, and that was good. Because very often we, we think, I don't, I don't know what your mind's like, but my mind's always just bringing up all the things I've done wrong, all the things I could have done different, I could have, should have done, I could have, would have, should have, whatever, right? All the things, that, and, you know, people, people love to tell me all the things I could have, should have, would have, you know? And it's, it's like just to enjoy the things to do well. I notice people, if you compliment them, Right? Some people, you say, hey, you look, that's a really great dress, or you look really nice, or hey, dude, nice shoes, or whatever. Hey, I like that jacket, or something. People are like, oh, no, this isn't, this isn't that cool, you know, or whatever. We're always kind of downplaying it instead of just being like, thank you. I love this thing, you know? I want to encourage you just to be eager for those moments you can just be proud to be you. Because God wants you to be proud to be you. There's all this kind of weird false humility in the church sometimes. It's like, oh, I can't really be proud of who I am because I'm a sinner. Be proud of who you are. Jesus died for you, right? Stand up in your own two feet and be like, I'm proud of what I have. I'm working on all the rest, but you know what? I'm proud of what God's given me. And I want to encourage us all to have a great year of being proud and confident of who we are and by remembering those moments. Because you do have those moments. You have more of them than you may realize, right? And I want you to realize more of them. I want to help you realize more of them. I want you to find more of them where you can just stand there and be like, all right, that's good. And it may be a small thing, but if it means something to you, that's important, right? If it means something to you where you go, 
like being me. Find some things that like being you. You know, we do birthdays at our house. We go around and we tell something. To, uh, everyone in our family tells somebody whose birthday it is. We tell them something we love about them, especially this last year, something that's powerful about who they are and wonderful about who they are. And then what we started doing is we started making them say something they love about being them on their birthday. And it's like, at first we're like, well, is that, is that okay? You know, it's like, is that all right? Yes, it's all right. We want to be proud of who we are, Right? And I want to encourage you every day, get up in the morning or something, whatever it takes you to crack it in your life, right? Just get up in the morning and be like, today I'm proud of, boom, right? And be proud of it all day long, you know, no matter what anyone says to you. And you know what? The enemy might come after that because you're starting to feel good about it. He might make you feel horrible about it, but you can be like, you know what? God and me, we think different, right? And just be glad for who you are and be filled with the enjoyment of your life. Be glad to be you, Amen. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9 says, But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood. You, you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Come on, say that, the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. And I want to encourage you to be confident in the mercy of God. If there's anything you can be confident in, it is the grace and the forgiveness of Jesus Christ. If you come into Jesus and live in his grace and forgiveness, it is complete, right? It is complete for you. And you can be confident in it this year. So what are those four things? Let me just recap them for you really quick. Each area that we want to be eager with in 2023. Number one, each moment with God. Let's be eager. Number two, each moment with people. Number three, each moment that we see beauty. And number four, each moment that we feel proud and confident to be us. Amen? Why don't we stand up? We're going to pray together and kick off 2023 as a church, being proud and confident to be Mercy Church. Are you proud of this church? I love being a part of Mercy Church, don't you? I love being a part of this worship team. I love being a part of you. I love being a part of your family. I think it's a wonderful thing that we have. Amen? You going to be proud to be yourself this year? You going to be proud of your family, your kids, your parents? What? You can be proud of your parents. It can happen. <laughs> proud of yourself. Proud of God. Can you be proud of the church in America? All right? Can you be proud to be you? Can you be glad? Can we be eager? Let's pray together. I want to give you a chance to respond, to react in your spirit. If you want to close your eyes with me, or you don't, you don't have to. I don't care what you do. Just engage with God. Engage with yourself. Engage with your spirit. And particularly, I want to ask you, if you've forgotten to enjoy your life, maybe 2022 was hard. Maybe you do have some hard things, and I don't mean to make light of those. I don't mean to make light of hard things. But you can enjoy your life through the midst of them. You can find the enjoyment of God through healing, through, through hope, through persevering, through coming through even tough times with yourself or with others. But if you've forgotten, if it's been hard for you just to simply enjoy things, you've been missing it, you've been moving through your life too quick, you've been missing it, I want to encourage you right now to make a decision about your life and about this year. Can you make a decision for your life right now? Say, you know what, this year I'm going to stop and smell the roses. I'm going to stop and look at the beauty of life and enjoy the wonder of the life that God has given me.
I want to be filled with that kind of passion and energy that reminds me of the wonderful things of God. If that's you, just I would encourage you just to put your hands maybe out, kind of like you're receiving from God, because God wants to put something into your life. He wants to put something into your spirit. He wants to awaken your spirit. He wants to give you a new heart, the Bible calls it. A heart that's not of stone, but a heart that's of flesh, that's beating, that's filled with love. Love of your life, love of, of living and being alive. If you've found yourself stale or not eager for every moment, I encourage you to, to admit it. To admit it to God right now, just on your own. You can just say it. God, say it out loud. Just say, God, I admit it. There's been maybe just some parts of my life even that have been a little stale, and I've not looked forward to them. I've down-talked them even. I've been kind of gripey about them. And Lord, I want it to change. I want to change. I'm willing to let me be the change. Maybe you need to put your hand on your heart or your hand on your, your, your mind, right, and say, God, would you change my mind? Help me change my mind right now. Would you, Holy Spirit, would you come and change my mind? Change my heart. Change my attitude. Give me a new spirit. Would you put a new spirit in me? Maybe some of you just want a new perspective this year. Maybe it's a new perspective on a family member, a new perspective on yourself, a new perspective, maybe your job or or some situation, maybe the church, maybe leadership, maybe a new perspective on what God's calling you to do or be or act. He's impressing things on you. You need a new perspective. Ask God for a new perspective. God, change my perspective. Change my view. Give me new sight. Maybe you need to just put your hand on your eyes and pray for your eyes. Say, God, give me new sight. Your ears, give me new hearing. Give me new doing. Give me new thinking, God. I want something new. I want to be new. And also, particularly if you've lost self-confidence, if you struggle with that, say, God, give me confidence. Give me proud to be me. Proud to be who you created me to be. Ask for it. Let's ask, let's ask God for these things. Holy Spirit, would you come and give us a new spirit? As a church, as your people, we cry out to you, God. And we ask, come on, lift your voice and we say, God, we ask that you would come. Come and move over our church at this time. Move over these people, this group. Move over us and those even who aren't with us at the moment, God. Be with us and help us to change. Help us to be a group of people that worships you with eagerness, that loves you with eagerness, that loves people, that loves each other and ourselves with eagerness and hope and sees the beauty and the wonderful of the life life that you've given us, the lives that you've given us, Lord, is so amazing. Let's begin to confess it. Just speak it over your life. Say, God, my life is really beautiful and amazing, God. There's so many incredible things that I've had that I've not seen or I've missed or, or whatever, God, but I'm so grateful and I speak out over my life and even the things that are difficult, speak to them and say, you are beautiful. You are from God. You are a gift. You are something that God is going to turn into my my promise, the, the promises of God are going to be true for me and I'm going to see it in every area of my life, even the things that are difficult. And I speak out over my life and I say, the beauty and the wonder and the glory and the hope of God belong to me through Jesus Christ. And I'm so grateful to live in your promises. 
this year, 2020, speak over your year. Say, 2023 is going to be a great year because I'm going to live in the beauty and the wonderful, wonderfulness of what God's given me. And I declare, let's declare, I declare over this year. I declare over my family this year. I declare over myself this year, my job this year, that this is a year I'm going to enjoy it more than I ever have before. I'm going to love, I'm going to live, I'm going to hope, I'm going to believe more than I ever have because this is going to be a new time for me, a new time for us. Declare it over your family, maybe. Say, a new time for us. Declare it over this church. Say, a new time for us. Over Santa Maria, say, a new time for us. Come on, over California, over America, over this world we live in, a new time for us because God is going to be with us because we're going to have a new view and a new perspective. A new view, a new view. We believe. Thank you, Lord. I just want to encourage you just to turn your faces up and take a deep breath and just say, I'll let go of all that other stuff, Lord. And I just receive the beauty and the wonder. I want to be innocent like a child. I want to be like a child who just loves to live what I get to live. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus.